Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. So I got to share with y'all a little gift that I got recently that is also directly a gift for Jen. It's the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 because I'm not a huge fan of shaving. Let's be honest. I'll wait like six months sometimes. And in those cases, Jen's not a huge fan of when I start looking like a mountain man or a wolverine. So the new signature lawnmower, also just love that name, is an electric trimmer that has made shaving just fun and something to look forward to again for me. It has this skin safe technology that regardless of where I'm shaving, it's going to help me prevent from nicking or cutting myself. And all these other products that come in the performance package, including the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, again, these names just kill me, are going to help your man look, feel, and smell fresh regardless of where he's at throughout the day. So if you've got a brother, a boyfriend, a husband, a father who you think might need help in any of these areas, I fell under that category. Trust me. Go down to the link in the show notes. It's just manscaped.com and use code OPTIMAL at checkout. It'll get you 20% off and free shipping so that you're looking and feeling fresh for the holidays. Now's the time to go check out manscaped.com and use code OPTIMAL. Now let's dive into the episode. All right, we're talking about those crackle pops noises that you might hear in the shoulder as you're doing some shoulder range of motion, or maybe you're lifting, or maybe you're moving your kid or getting something up top and you're noticing that you're hearing a lot of cracking. Yeah, even just lift your arms over your head right now. You hear anything? Or put your arm in a circle. You know those big, huge shoulder circles? Mm. Do you hear anything when your arm moves all the way around? That's a good test because I definitely hear lots of little noises happening. And if that happens, or if you've ever noticed that... Is it bad? Have you ever wondered, like, what is that? What's going on? Do I have to worry about this? That's what we're talking about today. It's called crepitus in the shoulder. We've talked about crepitus in the knee. Oh, shoot. I forgot to look at exactly what episode that was. But scroll back. (laughs) That one's a little little ways ago. It was a little, uh, not too long ago, though. But I feel like all of these run together. So in my mind, I don't know what that means. Not too long ago. (laughs) And in reality, it's like 50 episodes ago. I I know know. for sure. Episode 50 was snapping hip syndrome. So Mm. if you have any like uh, noises that happen in your hips when you're doing like mountain climbers or ab exercises, I know for sure we talked about because I refer that one a lot. So episode 50 was snapping hip and probably in the 80s, I'm just going to say or assume was like the knee crepitus, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So go and check those out. Again, a lot of people will come into a PT office or come in to see one of us and say, hey, my shoulder's been making this weird noise. Like here, listen, when I do this, when I do this, and they, you know, a lot of people are just looking for an answer. Yeah. What is it? Mm -hmm. What is making that noise? Because it always seems like if we can pinpoint in on a specific answer, like, oh, that is caused by this. And it's not anything you need to worry about. That's like what helps put people at ease somewhat when it comes to these things. Right. Because a lot of times we'll hear that noise and then we'll say, we'll associate that with that movement is bad. Then I shouldn't do that movement because that means something's rubbing or it sounds like there's crazy noises. So if I keep doing that, then I'll need my shoulder replaced (laughs) or, you Mm -hmm. know, it could, it could lead to a lot of crazy 
beliefs we might put inside our head. So we just want to start to kind of combat some of those scary assumptions you might make up about the shoulder noises that you're hearing, where they could be coming from. And we hopefully are going to help to educate where your noise might be caused from and potentially, you know, what could even be happening if it is a little bit associated with pain. Totally. And one way, one place to start is just to talk about some of the anatomy that's Mm -hmm. in the area. What bones, what tendons are in this area that could potentially be involved in this to some degree. And so in the shoulder, we have so many things. It's like a crossroad for so many different muscles coming from the back, coming from the arm, coming from the chest. There's so many different joints. The Mm -hmm. joints alone, we have the glenohumeral joint. So that's that bone socket. Yep, that's right. Where our arm bone comes into the socket on our shoulder blade, actually. We have the acromioclavicular joint, the AC joint, which a lot of times you can feel this little knob right on the top of your shoulder. And that's right where your collarbone meets the thing that curves around from our shoulder blade. And I actually just thought of, I mean, something that could be making noise is your sternoclavicular 100%. joint mm-hmm. that I know that I've separated one of my sternoclavicular joints in football. And I have my left one that gives me some good crunches anytime I roll my shoulder around. But that's right where your sternum, the bone right on the front of your chest meets your collarbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of different joints and it could even be, which isn't technically a joint, but but in the scapular region. So your shoulder blade could be making some interesting snapping noises when you are lifting or moving your arm. So lots of different regions that could be happening and and these noises could Mm. be coming from. So we want to dissect that a little further. Now, when we are talking about specific pathologies or potential pathologies that could be happening within these areas, these are more so related to specific pain. So A lot of times if you're getting noises associated, like maybe you know that you have a labrum tear or maybe you know that you have some cartilage floating around in that area, um, which are known as like loose bodies or, Mm -hmm. you know, so these potential pathologies where you've been diagnosed with something that you know to be true in that area could have those noises associated with pain or not. Maybe you don't have pain, but you know that you have a labral issue happening. You've seen it in an MRI or you know you have some loose bodies or you've been told you have some instability. I mean, that's just like a general statement, right? I was going to say you could have dislocated your shoulder in the past or have subluxing shoulder, which just means you kind of have a very lax shoulder. There's a lot of instability in that area and it can kind of partially dislocate pretty easily. I know guys that in football, they would dislocate their shoulder and it would be like, almost daily, they would get a hit and it would feel like their shoulder would just come out a little bit. But along with that, you can get certain clunking and noises. Mm -hmm. And this is where we talk about in a lot of these cases, whether it's the knee or the hip, uh, are these cracks and pops bad? Right. Well, if they come along with a lot of pain or or fairly severe pain, or they significantly reduce or limit our range of motion, then that's definitely something that we want to get checked out. That's something that we want to look into further, maybe get with a physical therapist, your primary, a chiropractor, and see if they can do some assessments on, okay, is this something that I should get checked out more? 
Yeah, because the pain is usually then associated with something a little bit deeper that we need to start looking into. And it's we always want to assess what's happening from a full picture and not just guessing based on what you Google. I mean, I know that's the most common thing, right? Oh, I'm hearing some noises on my shoulder. Let me just Google it. Now I'm dying. So (laughs) we definitely don't want to just be Googling what could be happening because like Dom said, like, especially if it's, it's causing some swelling or it's causing some weakness, you notice like one arm, it just isn't performing the same as it used to, or different than the other arm. You know, this mm. is where you definitely want to start to get it checked out. Don't just let it linger. Cause like we've talked about in another previous episode, I think way a long time ago was frozen shoulder mm. and what could happen with frozen shoulder. And a lot of times we talked about, you know, this effect of, of feeling this sensation or pain or maybe being scared of the noise. And so you start, you just stop moving into that position and we start freezing the shoulder. So definitely an early assessment is good. Again, even if you're not having a lot of significant pain or like, it might be something that you just for your own peace of mind want to go and have assessed and have someone look at and, Mm -hmm. you know, PT like Jen or I, if it's something where you're moving, you're getting some different noises, but it isn't limiting you in any significant way, we might just be able to give you pointers on, okay, here are things you can do that will help you make sure your shoulder blades are nice and stable and you're getting good range through other places like you should, like your upper back. And you're not just kind of jamming your shoulder into an end range of motion that in the future could potentially, you know, perpetuate some sort of injury or something like that. So it could always be valuable to get with somebody who is well-skilled in movement patterns that might be able to just give you pointers mm-hmm. if you're doing a certain amount of exercise or a certain type of exercise consistently and you have some concerns about it. One of the best things for you is to get the information to help alleviate those concerns and continue doing the thing that you love. Gaining awareness of your body is is just it's so invaluable. empowering. Yeah. It's so empowering because then you know you get to know what you need to do in order to continue to move forward or shift things around. Um, so now we could talk about like some of the diagnoses that could be associated with the noises, right? Mm-hmm. That happen in these various areas, which we already brought up, like loose bodies, which can happen in different areas. Um, also labral tears. Um, we also know that like, like Dom said, we have a lot going on, right? So in the front of the arm, we have our biceps, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you lift your your forearm up, you might notice this little muscle popping Mine out. Mine are still sore. Oh <laughs> Literally, gosh. Don Saladino, dang you, he did this bicep superset and I'm sore like five days later. I'm just getting to the point where it feels comfortable to straighten my arms all the way out. Sorry, side note. Yeah, personal but, problem over Yeah, here. personal problem. <laughs> but the biceps itself attaches right up actually the into long the, head the, the long bicep. head yeah. up at the top of the shoulder near where the labrum is and where a lot of people have different labral issues. Yeah. Um, Again, you could have a shoulder dislocation, which then can result in different injuries on either the humeral head or on the, um, whatever, the fossa of the (laughs) scapula, sorry, the socket, I guess is what you would call it. I'm just trying to think of an easier word for that one. But when you dislocate, you can do a little bit of damage to those surfaces, which again, anytime we mess up one of the surfaces, it could cause certain noise when it clunks over that area. Again, might not be bad, might Mm -hmm. be a little concerning or feel a little apprehensive, but that's definitely something that could happen. 
Yeah. And you could definitely like, I mean, when, again, when you're with a skilled practitioner, but you can kind of, if you have like some tenderness, when you rub over that tendinous area where the bicep, that long head of the bicep tendon kind of meets into the shoulder, you might notice some, some tenderness and, and you can even, because it's kind of like a superficial, like on the outside, a tendon, you know, Mm -hmm. you can kind of feel it. And so sometimes when you move your arm in and out and you rotate the forearm, you almost feel this, this snapping sensation. So you can kind of feel that tendon moving within that area. So sometimes the noises are actually palpable, something that we can feel, or maybe I place my hand on my shoulder in general, and I can kind of feel the noises as I'm going around, right? That's something Mm -hmm. that might be, might be, be possible. But again, if it's not associated with pain, it's not necessarily something that's bad, but it's something to start to be aware of. Um, and I think like what I wanted to mention too, when you talked about like the, the hyper laxity, right. Mm -hmm. Or the, the increased range of motion. I mean, in general, we know the structure and the anatomy of the shoulder. We have a lot of ligaments and tendons that hold on the upper and the sides and the and the back, but we don't have any of that hold underneath mm-hmm. on the bottom part of that shoulder structure. So we do have a little bit more opportunity for it to go lax if we're not working on the strength around those muscles, right? And then we are naturally in this technology world <laughs> where we're constantly forward and our shoulders are rounded And what we can actually visibly start to notice is where that AC joint, so the top of that that joint, if you kind of grab that bone on the top and then you grab that bone that sits into the socket. So at the very top, that would be your humeral head, right? Arm bone, yeah. You can kind of see that sometimes that humeral head sits a little bit in front of that top of of that shoulder blade. Right. So that means it's not really sitting perfectly in that structure. And that's and so could that be causing some snapping and popping of the tendons in that area? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. I think another huge thing is if you've ever had any traumatic injury of your shoulder. Again, anytime we're changing surface, you know, congruency or, or how the surfaces kind of run along each other. So if you have separated your AC joint, if you've separated your sternoclavicular joint if you've i mentioned a few times now dislocated a shoulder had a broken arm anything like that can definitely change the mechanics of how all hundreds of these things that are around the shoulder are operating and anytime you separate an ac joint you likely disrupt different ligamentous structures and different Mm -hmm. ligaments that are meant to give that joint a little more stability so again, coming out of that, if you hadn't worked with a PT who gave you or a you know rehab specialist who gave you any good advice or exercises on how to create more stability in that area, especially if there are some ligaments that might not have the stability that they're used to, that could definitely be something that would be good to revisit. Mm-hmm. And when we look at like the different noises that can happen around this area, the most common termed noise is going to be a physiological noise. So Mm -hmm. this just means that there was no really specific diagnosis or trauma. Like you weren't in football and got hit all the time, right? Like there was no specific trauma that happened. However, you're still hearing the noises. And sometimes those could be like little cavitations that are happening, which is the same thing as like cracking my knuckle or something, right? And it 
it's producing this exchange of gas and suddenly you get this pop or the sensation of popping. So that could be, you know, what's what's happening around the shoulder as well as I move. I mean, we've got a lot of fluids. We've got a lot of stuff <laughs> happening within the shoulder stuff. that could be causing those different exchanges of gases as I move my arm in different ranges of motion. Totally. And then on the other side of that, which is slightly less common, is a mechanical noise, mm-hmm. which again, might be a tendon or something that is rubbing against something that might make that noise when you go in a certain range or when you reach overhead or something like that. Um, and and similar, I th- I'd say it's almost a subcategory of mechanical noises is something that would be pathological because yeah. likely then we have an injury that might be causing a mechanical noise. But again, it's something that is not as normal or is, it might be something we need to have more concern about because it might be due to a dislocation and now we have a lack of congruency with that ball and socket joint that causes a big clunk every time yeah. we move our shoulder. So pain, swelling in that area. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ultimately then, okay, well then is it bad, <laughs> right? Is it something that I need to to really focus on on shifting and is it going to cause something worse down the line? It depends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doesn't it always? Yeah. Worst answer, but it's like the classic PT answer. At least it should be because, again, we can't say in your specific case if you're listening and you're like, just tell me if I need to get my shoulder checked out. Right. If that's your question, go get your shoulder checked out. Yeah. Go to a PT. A lot of states, you don't even need a referral or a prescription from a doctor to just get an assessment and have them take a look at it and let you know, hey, the noise isn't super concerning. Maybe they have something else that they see. Mm-hmm. However, you could optimize your weightlifting, your CrossFit, your yoga practice, your goals, that your you goals have. in fitness yeah. and in movement, whatever it is, they can definitely help you tease out some things that you might be able to work on that could optimize the way you move and feel and not be as concerned about that noise when it comes up. Right. Because even if we're talking like in that lesser case, if it's a mechanical noise where you're getting like rough in surfaces, so maybe the cartilage, there isn't as much cartilage anymore. And you're hearing some of those noises from that crepitus just from rough in surfaces kind of rubbing mm. together. Well, we know that necessarily bone on bone, I mean, we talked about this in the knee osteoarthritis episode a lot. Um, however, we know that bone on bone itself isn't what's going to give you pain. It's the swelling. It's the irritation really that that causes pain. So what can we do to support that? We get strong. Mm-hmm. We improve our, our range of motion within which we have the capacity to improve. Yeah. Right. So it's not a lack of movement. It's a continuation of movement and a continuation of getting strong in probably the places that we haven't been paying a lot of attention to. Yeah. I mean, being strong in the places we haven't been paying attention to and getting mobile in the areas that we might be compensating for with the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of mentioned here's something that everybody can try right now is sit way hunched forward you know, like you're sitting at your computer or just sitting on your phone and now try reaching your arms all the way above your head. (laughs) You kind of hit a weird stopping point where it's like, hey, I can't now sit as tall as you can, head nice and tall, like there's a string pulling you through the roof and now lift those arms up top. Right? That's like magic. That much easier. (laughs) And so that's where, hey, when people say, oh, posture doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. 
yeah, BS. Like <laughs> if I want to reach overhead and not just jam my arm into my shoulder and get like some sort of impingement pinching or something like that, then we do need to be aware of our posture. We need to be aware of what our upper back is doing. We're getting extension through that upper back and then full flexion, full shoulder flexion is going to feel a lot easier and that alone might even help you feel a change in some of the things you might be feeling in your shoulder. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people talk about, okay, if I'm going to sit up tall, what ends up happening is they're actually dumping from that pelvis and going into the low back, feeling like, oh, I'm sitting up tall. My shoulder blades are drawing back. But really, we're just kind of moving where that upper back meets that low back and we start to create a hinge joint. So this is, again, why it's important to get a proper assessment. So whether it's from a physical therapist in person, we have a lot of assessments as well within the mobility method, within our app, within so many other things that we have to really help someone guide into, okay, where can I be restricted? How is my movement in my upper back specifically really? And could that be impacting my shoulder? I mean, that's the basis of what I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. here. And When we're talking about this upper back mobility, that thoracic extension that goes with rotation, that goes with getting my rib cage to expand. So again, episode 11, the breath work. It's it's so key. So many good pointers in that one. We that and that's back when we did PT pearls and guest interviews combined, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, Jen and I go over some great breath exercises, one of which is just wrapping a TheraBand or any stretchy band you have around your low rib cage, sitting or laying on your back and just trying to take deep breaths and push out into that band. That alone would probably increase your upper back, your thoracic spine extension and rotation just as much as doing any other mobility exercise. And we always think about like, oh, I need to get out of that hunched position, that rounded position, right? And I just need to extend. Well, it's not just about sitting up straight, but it's actually the reason I love that breath stuff too is because we get the rib cage to expand and we actually need that rib cage to be well mobile and, and open and expanded in the back so that your shoulder blades can actually glide along the rib cage in a healthy way so that when I go to lift my arm, I actually have my shoulder blade assisting with that shoulder range of motion. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times what we work on as PTs is getting that shoulder blade to learn how to move again. Absolutely. And I mean, just to tap into a couple other upper back or thoracic spine mobility Mm -hmm. ones that I know we both love, the open book. Mm -hmm. It's one that you can wake up in bed and turn over on your side and just kind of start opening that thoracic spine into rotation. You kind of flop your top knee over so that it's like pinning down a pillow or resting on the bed, and then just open into nice, easy rotation. And while you're doing it, of course, make sure you're breathing. Make sure you're taking nice, long breaths. If we hold our breath against that mobility, then we're just fighting against it. Then we're telling our body that we're not safe. No, this isn't safe to do. So keep nice, easy, low breaths and get into some of that rotation. And the other great thing about what Open Book does is it kind of gets the chest to to relax, right? And not be mm-hmm. so tense and tight. And, and like I talked about in the beginning too, when that shoulder, front of that shoulder kind of starts to translate forward, it starts to go into that rounded shoulder, that rounded posture position. We need to it's not that we're going to avoid rounded positions. We're going we're gonna to sit hunched. We're going to be in front of a computer, in front of a phone. That's going to happen. So it's about 
adding more exercises that actually reverse that that position. So whether it's the wall pec stretch, whether it's just open book and getting that arm to extend, like what am I doing to actually stretch and open and relax this chest area so it's not so tense and tight all the time? Can I implement pec stretches throughout the day as mm-hmm. I'm working at a computer or sitting on my phone? Like how can I implement these these activities to allow my body to move and feel something different? And you might notice, you might just notice that if you start to improve this thoracic mobility, this rib cage from your breath, this pec starting to open and maybe even shoulder specific exercises, will the noise lessen? Possibly, but maybe your body's habitually built it. However, you might feel increased range of motion. You might notice no more pain associated with the noises. Absolutely. I mean, it's that consistency that maybe if we start in the morning, it's going to kind of prime us to be ready throughout the day. Like, okay, every phone call I get on, like I take 10 phone calls a day. How can I ever do exercise? Mm -hmm. Great. Every phone call you get on, like maybe you have a headset. If you don't, grab a headset (laughs) and then you can take your phone calls through these headsets. And hey, every time I get on a phone call, I'm going to get up and do a chest stretch, do that pec stretch on the wall for 30 seconds, a minute each side, take a few deep breaths while I'm listening to somebody on the phone and then get back to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not having any pain with this, these noises that you're feeling, keep moving, keep exploring, keep strengthening. That's, that's key. And if you are having pain, go see someone. Um, And we also talked about like kind of pain modulation in episode 80 you can use. So rather than just icing something, we talk about peace and love, but <laughs> you're going to have to go listen to episode 80 to understand what we mean. Should you be using ice for pain? Should you just do peace and love? Sounds so hippie. I know. I, know, I love it. <laughs> um, again, and that's the replacement of rice or yeah. what we used to know as the rice protocol for yeah. No more icing. resting. Move. No more rest, ice, compress, and elevate. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> but you have to go listen to episode 80 to actually figure out what that is. Yeah. And then, you know, like we use in the optimal body and our other programs and everything. It's it's about improving your mobility in areas that you're not mobile, getting in some muscle activations in areas that you may not have been paying attention that actually get to wake up a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which have been super, super incredibly massive for people. And it's just so cool to see that that keeps happening. And then improving overall strength. Well, there we go. A little more information on those snaps, crackles, and pops at the shoulder and how to approach those and if there's anything you should even be as concerned about. Now, remember, Manscaped is helping holidays come early so you can keep your man or yourself trimmed up a little bit more. I tend to be someone who lets my facial hair just grow out unkept all the time. And I know Jen appreciates when I do a little bit better job at that. So make sure you go down to the link in the show notes, use code OPTIMAL to get 20% off and free shipping on your order to help you keep yourself looking good around the holidays and all year long. Also, make sure that you stay tuned for future PT Pearls and interviews to come.